to uh, Mark chapter 11, and I've been talking about prayer time for the last few weeks, and, and I hope you ain't getting bored with this, because I'm telling you, prayer is very vital to our lives, very vital to how we, how we receive from God. And so what we need to know how to pray, we need to know that we should pray. And uh, I've often said uh, this, that uh, we don't want to just be crisis Christians. In other words, we just come to God during crisis and, and uh, we, you know, we're in a dire need. We're, we're seek God. We'll, we'll go to prayer when we're, when we're needing something or, or we'll pray when we need something. But as long as everything's going good, you know, I think we can just handle it on our own. And, and I know through the years as being a pastor, we've seen that happen many, 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 many times in people's lives that they, they want to get hooked up with God when they're going through something, but as soon as they get through it, they're gone until the next crisis comes along. Listen, that is no way to live your life for God. It's just not good at all. And, and uh, I know we've had uh, people come and uh, several uh, that come for their children and they'll come and they pray and, and ask us to agree and pray with it and we'll agree and pray and, and next thing you know they come and give us a tremendous report that God turned that thing completely around, never see them again. The next time you see them is when their son or their son is in another mess and then they're back and they're, they're wanting to do it and stuff like that. Listen to me, there, there's nothing wrong with seeking God in that but man, if you'll stay with God, just stay with him. Stay with him, praise God. And, and uh, believe God for him all the time, not just in a crisis situation, but believe God's hands upon him all the time. And so I've come to believe that the word of God works. I've seen it happen many, 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 many times in my life and expect to see it many, 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 many more times in my life. And uh, so when I go into prayer, I go expecting something to happen, expecting something to change. And that's the way you have to approach prayer. You have to go in. And in fact, I, I wrote this down today. Prayer time is power time. Prayer time is power time. And uh, that's why I know when, when uh, whether I'm praying by myself or whether I'm praying with a group or whether I'm just standing in agreement with somebody in prayer, that God is listening and He's watching and He's hearing and He's going to act. Amen? Praise God. So we can't, uh, we got to stay in faith. I've been talking about six steps to answer prayer. I, uh, uh, I'm not going back over the ones I've already been through except the one I left on because I didn't finish. And uh, so the first thing, to, the six steps to answer prayer, and if we'll follow these steps faithfully, we're sure to get an answer. And so uh, number one, decide what you want from God. Decide what you want. Have you ever went to God with a prayer list? That's not a bad thing. A prayer list is not a bad thing. You say, well, pastor, I don't want to be bound by a prayer list. That's not a bond, bound. Bond, that's not bondage. That's just you being specific, deciding what you want before you go into... I found this out in prayer. I found out that if I go into prayer and I have specifics that what I want to ask, God will lead me in other areas of prayer to pray for different areas. Anybody ever dealt, uh, had, had that happen in your life? You go in there praying for your needs and such and like that. Next thing you know, God's got your mind on somebody else and praying for them. If, if, you're, if you'll pray for other people, somebody will be praying for you. Did you know it? That's how it works. And we pray for other people. Somebody once said, if you need to be, if you need healing in your body, go find somebody to pray for their healing and start praying for them. Amen. I, uh, I found out that when you're praying and you're just, uh, 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 I don't know, this could probably fit in another time, but uh, I remember uh, years ago when we was actually pastoring Living Word Church, 
And this has happened many times, but this, this one just really, it really stuck out to me. And, uh, was in a, was actually in a prayer meeting. It was our prayer meeting. I think we, it was on a Monday night. I think we prayed at Living Word on Monday nights and we had a, we had a great group, great crowd of people come to pray. And, uh, and so, uh, a couple came in and, and they said, Pastor, we want you to pray for my niece and, uh, about some situations in her life. And, and I said, well, what's her name? They said, well, we can't tell you. And so they didn't tell their name, nor would they tell what, they just said pray for her. That's, that's, that's not too specific. And so I said, okay, well, God knows who she is, so we'll pray. And, and so I would just, I, like I always do, I walk and pray. I walk and pray, so I pray, and I pray in the Holy Ghost a lot. And if you've ever been around me praying, I pray in the Holy Ghost a lot. If that bothers people, I'm, I hate it. I, I don't want, I want it, but I'm, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And so I was just walking back and forth, praying in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, this girl's name popped up my, in my mind, just popped up in my heart. Just popped up. And the Holy Ghost said this to me. He said, call her name out loud and then pray for her. And so I named her name. And you know I watch and pray because I don't want to run over nothing. So I'm watching. Well, when I said that girl's name, they both looked at each other. And then I began to pray as the Holy Ghost led me to pray for her. After the prayer meeting was over, they told this to me. They said, that was her name, and everything you prayed was exactly what she needed to pray about. Every single one of them. I had no idea. But if you, because I'm, I'm saying this for this reason. In prayer time, God may pull you away from you yeah. Yeah. onto somebody else. And there's a reason for that. I said, there's a reason for that. Now that probably fit better in a different type of prayer than what we're talking about tonight. But I'm telling you something. Decide what you want from God. Number two, read scriptures that promise the answer you need and meditate on them. Read scriptures that promise the answer you need and meditate on them. Did you know this, the Bible? And of course, when I hold this up, I'm insinuating my Bible. I know I got my iPad. And, uh, but you, you, there, this, this, this book, I could say this iPad, but this book is filled with promises. Filled with thousands of promises in the Bible. And when you find out a promise is to you, you need to lay hold to it and lay claims to it. Say, that's mine. Amen? Say, that's mine. So meditate on the Word of God. When you meditate on the Word of God, you ponder it. And what it, well, here's what happens when you meditate on the Word of God, and many of you, when you got Scriptures in you, and you can, you know, we're, I'm asking them, I've started a Scripture, and you are finishing them on giving. Well, you've been meditating on those things. You've been thinking about those Scriptures, and they got down in here. So the reason you could finish quoting them is because you've been thinking about them. You've been meditating on them. You've been pondering why. And they, listen, they became a part of you. They became a part of you. They become what the Bible says, revelation knowledge. In other words, he said, that's when your eyes have been opened to that truth. And so I'm telling you, it's, it's to your benefit to spend some time in the Word of God on a daily basis, whether you're listening to it, whether you're, you open your Bible or whatever it is, it, to your benefit, why? Because you're imparting something into you. You're putting the promises inside of you. So when you're in prayer, you're mirroring God's Word back up at Him. And He watches over His Word to perform it. Number three, ask God for the things you want. Ask God for the things you want. He said he'd give you the desires of your heart. So if you ask God for the things that you want, 
I'm telling you something. God cares. In fact, he said in, in Matthew 6, 8, I believe it was, he said, God knows the things that you have need of before you ask. And so we ask God for the things that we want. We believe God for them. And I'm telling you, so you start seeing those things manifested in your life. Now, number four, we left off on this one on Sunday morning, and it's believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. And that's why we're in Mark chapter 11, starting with verse 22. I read this Sunday, but I just feel like I need to read it again. So Jesus answered and said to them, his disciples, have faith in God or have the faith of God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, what did he say, whoever? Who, who does that include? Does that include you? If it includes you, he said, whoever says to this mountain, unless what he says, to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. You said, but pastor, they're saying this about me. He said, you'll have whatever you say. Don't get so, bo- uh, 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 don't get so, uh, 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 what do I, how do I want to say this? Don't get so upset over something saying, somebody saying something about you that's not right or not positive because it's really not what they say about you that you're going to get. It's what you say about you is what you're going to get unless what they say about you becomes what you say about you. And so he was talking to us about speaking to some things and and declaring some things and commanding some things to be moved. There are certain things if you want out of your your life that's not beneficial to you, you need to start talking to that mountain. And you need to command it to go and then you need to thank God that it's gone. Amen? And then he goes on to say in verse 24, Therefore I say to you, isn't it amazing? He said, you can have what you say. And then he says, therefore I say to you, how many believes Jesus can have what he says? He said, therefore I say to you, Randy, I'm, or whatever your name is, whatever things you ask, when you what? When you what? When you pray. So he knew, and Jesus was in this, you need to have a time that you pray. You need to have a time that you pray. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, them what? Them things that you're praying about. Believe that you receive them. And here, this ought to make you want to shout or at least say hallelujah or something. He said, and you will have them. What? Are you kidding me? Are you, did God really say that? Jesus, red redders. He really said it. What's there things you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them and you will have them when you believe that you receive them. See, believing is a major part of your prayer life. That's why the devil always constantly trying to inject doubt into your mind whether God is going to answer you or not. Because he knows, remember what I said Sunday morning, the old saying, believe and receive, doubt and do without. Doubt and do without. So he said, what sort of things you desire when you pray? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The word receive, listen to this, the word receive means this, to get hold of. 
To get hold of. It means to accept. It means to attain. It means to catch or to take for oneself. You know, when you leave, when you get through praying, you are to have a skip in your step. You are to have a happy smile. You are to feel like something has just happened. Because it did if you believe something happened. You know, you might not can see it with your eyes. Aren't you, aren't we glad that the Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In other words, Jesus, uh, Jesus through Paul was saying this. The Holy Ghost through Paul was saying, listen to me, you might see some things and, 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 and you might, might see them with your eyes, but that's not what your focus needs to be on because what you're seeing through your eyes is a very temporary thing. But there is an eternal thing that can change those temporary things for your good if you'll just hook up with God. Amen. Glory to God makes you want to go pray, don't it? Yes. Hallelujah. The Amplified Version of verse 24 says this, For this reason I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. And you will get it. Glory to God. Somebody shout, I'm getting mine. We need to develop a stubborn faith that refuses to look at circumstances, a faith that produces results. Bulldog faith. A faith that produces results. Listen to me. Don't give up on your prayer if a day or two passes. You, you've got to have more... Listen, you've got to have more faith in the Word of God and in your, in your prayer... Than to, than to give up on it. Did you know that the Bible says there's a bowl before God full of the saints' prayers? Before God. Listen, God is still looking at your grandma's prayers that was prayed for you. Isn't it amazing? Man, God, God, God's, God don't, God don't lose any of them. This prayed in faith. And so uh, we've got to uh, develop a faith that when we go into prayer, praise God, I'm doing business and things are changing. Glory to Amen. Come on. In Mark 9, 23, when the, the, the daddy came with, with his son had a mute spirit and, and uh, the, the demon would, would, would try to kill him and and uh, Jesus told him, told that man, he said this in Mark 9, 23, Jesus said to the man, to the daddy, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that what? If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now you said, you're talking about prayer. Listen to me. They went to Jesus and they were asking Jesus, what do we do today? We go to the Father in the name of Jesus and we're asking Him for things. And the same principles that God required out of them when they walked up to Him is the same principles God requires of us when we approach Him in believing. Amen? And He said this, in the New Living Translation, this is what it says in the New Living Translation, verse 23, it says, what do Jesus said this to the man when he come up to him, and uh, he said, "What do you mean if I can?" Jesus asked, "Anything is possible if a person believes." 
What do you mean if I can? Have you ever said, God, can you do this? He said, what do you mean if I can? It's not a matter of what I can or cannot do. It's a matter, what do you believe I can do? What do you believe the Word's going to do for you? So uh, I've heard so many people, I just ask God, if if God can do this for me, listen to me, is there anything too hard for God? Can I ask you that? Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too complicated for God? Is there anything that we shouldn't ask God for? Listen to me, there may be some things, but I'm telling you something, God will, you'll know in your heart, but Jesus said this, whatever you ask for in prayer, And of course, it needs to be according to His will. But listen to me. God cares about your desires and your needs. Amen? I remember a a friend of mine that he was, uh, he was just uh, talking to God and, and, uh, and, and just kind of talking about something he would like to have. And he, uh, I seen a pocket knife that he said, Lord, I, I would like to have a knife like that. He said, I really didn't pray about it. I just told God, I just had that. Has anybody ever said, looked at something and said, God, I'd like to have that. Something like that. Not that, because we don't covet theirs, but like that. Anybody ever done that? And he said, he just said, I'd like to have a knife like that. He said, he thought not of it. He just made that statement. He said, not too many days uh, later, a dog come in his yard and dropped a knife just like he asked for on his porch. And we wonder what God can do. You said, well, that was a strange thing. God had, if you couldn't see God have a hand in that, you can't see. Huh? I, I heard Jesse DePlantis talk about uh, Sweet 16. That's a gun, isn't it? A Sweet 16, was there something like that? Uh, uh, some kind of shotgun or something? I think there was. And he told the Lord one time, he said, oh, God, I'd like to have a, a one. Uh, he named it Sweet 16. And he said, he just said, that's all he said. I'd like to have something like that. Why? That's a want. That's a desire. And he said, one day a guy called him up and said, I got this shotgun named exactly what, exactly what Jesse had mentioned. He said, I want to give it to you. Now you got to understand something about God. God, listen, God knows how to get it to you. But what we have to do is maintain that believing spirit. Amen? And hang on in there with God. What do you mean if I can? He says anything's possible to a person who believes. Look at Matthew 9 real quick. Matthew 9. Is, it, is it, this helping anybody besides me? Sometimes I just like to stir myself up a little bit. In verse 27, Jesus said this. When, he, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Listen to me. Uh, we think, does it really matter what I believe? He asked these blind men. They came to him and uh, uh, have, saying, Have mercy upon us. And I'm relating this because you said, Well, they weren't in prayer. Listen to me. They were coming to Jesus and asking for something. Isn't that what we're doing in prayer? We're asking. You have not because you ask not. And so they came to Jesus and he said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Listen to me. If believing had nothing to do with the answer, Jesus would have never asked them that. That would have never even been a question from God if they, if believing had nothing to do with them receiving. Are y'all with me tonight? And so do you believe that I'm able to do it? Now listen to what they said. They said to him, yes, Lord. In other words, they're saying, yes, we believe that you're able to do exactly what we're asking you to do. And notice what it says. 
Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done to you. According to your faith. You said, well, pastor, it's up to God. What did Jesus say to the blind men? According to your faith, let it be done to you or let it be to you. According to whose faith? It wasn't according to Jesus' faith. It was according to the two blind men's faith. They had to have faith. He said, you believe? Do you believe? Yes, Lord, we believe it. Okay. And here's what he said. According to your faith, let it be unto you. And notice what it says. Listen, listen, listen. And their eyes were open. You said, what does that tell you? They had faith for their eyes to be open and they actually believed Jesus could do it. And their eyes were open and Jesus sternly warned them saying, see that no one knows it. But here's what, but here's what I want you to see in this. They came to Jesus. See, and Jesus said, if you have, are you, uh, uh, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, we are. Then according to your faith, bid unto you and their eyes were open. It tells me they were believing. It tells me when they said, yes, Lord, they meant it. Is anybody here? If we're not, sometimes we say, I believe the Lord. I believe the Lord. I sure believe the Lord. I believe the Lord. And you walk out three or four minutes later and say, I don't know if that's ever going to work for me. I thought you just said you believe the Lord. Well, I did two minutes ago. But it didn't change instantly. You you have to be... Faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by what? Faith. So we having the same spirit of faith. In other words, we have a spirit of faith on the inside of us. And so we can believe God. And just like Jesus told them, he said, okay, let it be according as you believe. And both of their eyes were open, so that proves to me they believed. Amen? Praise God. Let's go to Matthew 8. Just back up a minute. A minute. Back up in a chapter. <clears throat> This was when the centurion came with Jesus about his servant that was sick. I'm not going to read the whole story for sake of time. But here's what, here's what uh, uh, Jesus said to the centurion after he came. He said, just speak a word. We all know the story. But verse 13, Jesus said this to the centurion. Go your way. And as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Jesus didn't put this all on himself. He said, as you have believed. See, if we're not careful sometimes, we throw it over over on God and say, God, okay, here it is. You do it and bless God. But we have a part to believing and receiving it and we have to literally believe for what, what, what we're going for. Listen, if you're praying for finances, believe God that it's done. You're believing God for a job? Praise, thank God for my job. Glory to God, I got a job. Some, somebody about to bring me a job. I need, we, we make confessions. Better jobs and better jobs. Praise God, I know Nikki, uh, got the job she was asking for. We prayed with her. We agreed with her. And we believed for her to pass some tests and everything else. And I'll tell you what, God graced her with that job. Praise God. And she got that, she has that job today. But I'm telling you what, she was believing. Was you believing, Nikki? You believed, didn't you? You knew that was you getting that job, didn't you? Even though it looked like in certain times it wasn't going to happen, bless God, you just kept staying in there and believing God, and now she's got that job. Why? Because you've got to make your mind up that even if things come at you contradicting or make, tries to make you think it's not going to happen, you have to stay in faith and say, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I have prayed. I have had people agree with me. I believe the Word of God. I have a promise that God says if I, if I don't work, I don't eat. So bless God, God 
wants me to have a job, so I'll claim my job in the name of Jesus or whatever it might be. And you say, I refuse to take no for an answer because, listen, if you don't have no promise, you might not have nothing to stand on. But if you have a promise, you got something to stand on and you've got something to grab hold of and say, bless God, I've got a promise and that promise is for me and I receive it in the name of Jesus and I refuse to let the devil rob me of what God said I could have. Come on, church. Somebody help me a little bit. Getting all wound up on a Wednesday night. Glory to God. Come on, that make you want to go in the prayer. Uh, the, what, the, what old Mark Hankins always said. He said, that'll make a tadpole want to slap a whale. That's what the spirit of faith will do for you. Make him want to swing out over hell on a corn stalk and spit in the devil's eye. That's pretty... That's, that's bold, ain't it? <laughs> Glory to God. I'm telling you what. When you come out of your prayer closet or wherever you're praying, you're to come out like you got just exactly what you went in there for. You're to come out like it's in your pocket. You're to come out like it's in your bank account. You're to come out, walk out like it's already felt in your body. You're to walk out like it's a done deal. Glory to God. And then you're to say, Father, I thank you. I have believed that I receive in the name of Jesus everything that I just prayed in the name of Jesus. I believe I receive. One thing we nearly every time we do at the end of our prayer meeting here, we thank God that everything we pray in English has been heard and answered and everything we pray in tongues has been heard and answered. We believe God and I do the, uh, uh, thank God for uh, uh, for the manifestation of it before I ever see it. Amen. Praise God. I want to look in Hebrews. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to go much longer. I'm going to go to Hebrews real quick because I, I thought this was uh, kind of neat. Oh, God kind of showed me. Hebrews chapter 6. We're talking about believe that you receive in prayer. Believe that you receive. And uh, we're going to go to verse 16. Hebrews 6, 16. And and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's see. I'm going to go, and I, I'm gonna read this. Who's up there, Billy? I'm gonna read this in the uh, uh, New Living Translation, verse 16. Listen, to this you're gonna like this. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. That he would never change his mind. So, you know, I've heard people think, well, I, but maybe God will change it. Maybe God don't want to do it. Maybe change it. God has bound himself with an oath. That he would never change his mind. I, when I read that, I, I want to just shout a little bit. Glory to God. God don't change his mind. You might change your mind, but God ain't going to change his mind. And it goes on to say, so God has given both his promise and his oath. He's given both his promise and his oath. Let me read what oath means. An oath is a solemn affirmation or declaration made with an appeal to God for the truth of what is affirmed. The appeal to God is an oath. An appeal to God in an oath implies that the person appreciates or imprecates his vengeance and renounces his favor 
If the declaration is false or if the declaration is a promise, the person invokes the vengeance of God if he should fail to fulfill it. A false oath is called perjury. God will not perjure himself. A false oath is perjury. God will never do that. He swore by himself. And he's given us his promises. And he said, if you ask anything according to my will, I hear you. And if you know that I hear you, you have what you have asked from me. Why? According to will. Why? Because I have sworn with an oath to see to it that my promises are kept. Woo! Somebody ought to shout just a minute. These two, God, so God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to lie. I'm going to say it again. It is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can take great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become our eternal high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Are you seeing that God will honor his word? He's going to watch over it to perform it. And so we can't go out and say, well, maybe God's not going to do it. Well, listen, if we say God's not going to do it, then basically we're saying, well, he said something that he's not going to back up. So he's going to perjure himself. Well, he's not. Amen? So I, I always look at it like this. If there's a disconnect somewhere, it's not on God's part. I said, if there's a disconnect somewhere, it's not on God's part. It has to be on my part. So if things aren't working for me, the best thing I can do is say, God, where am I missing it? Somebody help me a minute. I said, if things aren't working right for me, I need to go to God and I need to look at myself and say, where am I missing it? What am I doing wrong? Boy, we're getting quiet in this, this Holy Ghost church now. Listen, is that right? I mean, basically, if God can't lie, and if he swore by an oath to his promises, then if something ain't work, we're going to have to figure out, are we doing something that needs to be changed? Do I need to change? You don't know how many times I've asked God those things. God, what do, where do I need to change? What do I need to do? God, where am I missing? I've got to be missing it somewhere. And I tell you what, God has talked to me about making changes in my life, and I'm telling you, if you get serious about God and there's things that hinder the, the will of God or things that happen in your life, God will show you. God will show you. God will show you. Just like a kid, if he's not doing something right in, uh, on a baseball field or a football field, the coach is going to tell him what he's doing wrong. Why? To help him to do it right. Amen. God wants us to do it right. That's why I'm teaching on prayer. Because people get frustrated in prayer. They get frustrated. They pray and say nothing ever happens. Well, that's one problem right there. They go out saying nothing happens, so nothing happens, so they're actually having what they say. So that's what they're believing for. Anyway, I ain't going there. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 1.20 and I'll close with this scripture. <clears throat> I'll close with this in the night. Is this helping anybody? Does it do us any good? I know it is me. I love this scripture. I quote it all the time. Verse 20, 2 Corinthians 1. For all the promises of God. 
in Him are yes, and in Him amen to the glory of God through us. For all the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him amen to the glory of God through us. The New Living Translation says, for all of God's promises, promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for His glory. The Message Bible says, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. Whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In Him, this is what we preach and pray. The great amen, God's yes, and our yes together, glorifying evident. Evident. Gloriously evident. Our yes with His yes. Amen? Yes means this. The new uh, the NIV Bible says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of of God. So by us, the amen, the so be it, is spoken by us. Here's what yes means, a strong affirmation, or surely that is your yes. Here's the word promise. And this is where I'm quitting tonight. First of all, Billy, put that verse up there in the Amplified. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually write the Amplified down. I wrote all the others down. It says this, for as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes, their answer in Him, Christ. For this reason we also utter the amen, so be it, to God through Him in His person and by His agency to the glory of God. So when we sign a promise and we pray it and we declare it, here's what we're to say, so be it. So be it to who? So be it to me. So be it to me. Here's what the Noah's Webster 1928 dictionary says a promise. It says in Scripture, anybody, anybody got that Bible? I've told you all about it all the time. You're, if you got an iPad or something, you're to download that dictionary in your, your, your iPad or whatever. It costs about $13 and it'll download on. It's the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. And he, he, he gives, he puts scriptures in there, gives you meanings of those scriptures, stuff like that. And here's what it says. In Scripture, the promise of God is the declaration or assurance which God has given in His Word of bestowing blessings on His people. Such assurance resting on the perfect justice, power, and benevolence, and immutable veracity of God cannot fail of performance. Cannot fail of performance. I'm telling you, God has given us promises he wants us to obtain them. God has given us nothing that He does not want us to have. Amen. Nothing. For all the promises of God are yes and in Him. Amen. One translation says, Jesus is the yes pronounced upon every promise of God. Upon every promise of God. So you know, when we go into prayer, let's go and believe Him. So you know, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe you walk out, you're just, you're just, uh, before you get out of there, you're to lift your hands in your prayer. Say, God, I thank you that everything I've just asked to shall come to pass in my life in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. You can be driving down the road. We thank God. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to use it. I'm going to say this real quick and I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm going to let you out here early tonight. Uh, uh, several years ago, I'm just going to say, this is something about a want to, just a want, 
not not nothing that would matter in our lives one way or the other. It wouldn't make no difference if we did it, got it, or if we didn't get it. But Ted and Jan Carrington told us they had a travel trailer, and they said, uh, y'all need to buy you a travel trailer. And I said, I told them, I said, listen, I am not buying a travel trailer. But I tell you what we will do, we'll start believing for one. We'll start believing God for one. They said, I tell you what, we'll agree with you. And so me and my wife, we prayed, we agreed, God, we received, because I just told God, I'm not buying one. Why? Because it, to me, it, if I had one, fine. If I don't, fine. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just a, a kind of, they, actually, they brought, they talked to us about having the desire. We didn't have the desire ourselves. And so me and Linda started, we started thanking God for it. And I mean, we put our faith to it. I mean, if we're going to say, okay, we put our faith to it. So we put our faith to it. And every time we saw a, a motor home or a travel trailer, we'd say, Father, we thank you for our travel trailer. We'd say that. There's no, you know, I didn't realize how many travel trailers was on the road and how many travel trailers you passed until we started saying all the time we saw, thank you for our travel trailer. We thought, oh my God, we're saying that a hundred times a day riding down the road. And so we would. We, she'd say it, I'd say it, we'd both say it, and we'd just drive down there. And what, how many, how long was it I was sitting in my, my office one Saturday night getting ready for service, and uh, I had a phone call. Over a year, and I had a phone call. And listen, we said it all the time. We had our grandbabies saying it. They would say, thank God for Poppy and Man's trailer. They started saying it. And at one night, about 8, 9 o'clock, uh, I got a phone call. The person said, is Linda there? I said, she's there. Well, can you get with her? I said, yeah. We put it on, on speakerphone, and we're sitting there. And they said, well, we just want you to know this. About six weeks ago, God spoke to us to give you our travel trailer. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, the only thing is we owed money on it, so we wanted to pay it off. And so we paid it off, and God told us to give it to you. And, of course, we were, I mean, we were thrilled. But it wasn't something that we thought was a necessity. It wasn't nothing like that. But we were thrilled because a year later, we got a travel trailer, no strings attached, paid for, taken care of. And so we got a 30-foot rockwood trailer that's in excellent condition, excellent shape. And, uh, and here, here's the deal. God told Ted and Jan to give us theirs. And he said, listen, we had no intentions of giving you our trailer. That was not our plan. We was agreeing with you, and God told us to give it to you. No strings attached. It's given to you. So we got a trailer. And just a few weeks later, God gave them one completely, I mean, didn't give it to them, but sent all the money in for them to buy one that was an amazing trailer because they sold that one to us. God gave them another one in return, what they would desire. You said, what is that? What are you trying to tell us? God, God, God don't have a problem with you having a desire for something. Listen, that trailer's never taken us out of church, not one, not one time. Even when we go to uh, Abilene, we go on a Sunday and drive back on Wednesday so we could be at church. I'm telling you, uh, well, we might have stayed there. Well, we took our trailer, but we didn't go on a trip for that. But I'm telling you something. God loves us. When I say us, I'm implying us. God loves us so much. Sometimes we just need to start talking it up. 
talking and expecting, believing God, thanking God for. I mean, for a year, we thank God for our travel trailer. Every time, I would say not every time we saw one or we'd been saying it thousands of times. But we said it hundreds and hundreds. I'm sure we said it several thousand times over that year. And uh, I, I mean, all we can say is thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. God, we thank you that you do give us the desires of our heart. And God, we're believers. We believe your word, God. Help us, help us to, uh, 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 to get that desire to know your promises. God, you said if we seek first your kingdom, everything else would be added to us. So God, we seek your promises. We seek your word. You watch over your word to perform it. For whatever situation is in our life, God, that, that you'll move in our lives and, and you'll, you'll help us in those areas of our life where even as the, as the, the man with the son that came to Jesus said, Jesus, if you can do anything, heal my son. And Jesus said, if you can believe. And the man said, Lord, I believe. Help thy mine unbelief. Well, God, if there's any unbelief, God, help us not to disbelieve, but help us to believe to have a strong faith in your word because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We love you so much and we thank you for this word today, God. Let it be something that we retain. It's a part of our lives. So when we go to prayer, we'll have great expectation when we go in and great expectation when we come out. God, will see all the things that you have promised that come to pass in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Isn't God good? Well, I'm done right there. I'm quitting.